You're listening to Tahlequah United Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. We are a church that strives to have open hearts, open minds, and open doors as we make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. And one of the ways that we do that is offering up our sermons for you to listen to. And so we hope you connect with us online at TahlequahUMC.org or on our social media at TahlequahUMC. So enjoy today's message. So in the month of August, I've asked you to think about that Colossians 3.17 text and asked you uh, to, to live into that a little bit more and, and to think about whatever we do, and we do it in the name of Jesus, to be open to those possibilities and lessons that may be there for us. And so for one last time, will you uh, say these words for me? This is Colossians 3.17 on the screen. Maybe. Sometimes it works. So let's read this together. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through him. So before we take off on this week's lesson, let's stare at the scripture for just a second. And be open to the possibilities of whatever we do, whether in speech or in action, do it all in the name of Jesus. Let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us here gathered said, Amen. Our scripture lesson for today comes from the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, verses 28 through 29. Listen to these words. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that can't be shaken, let us continue to express our gratitude. With this gratitude, let's serve in the way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe. Because our God really is a consuming fire. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. So yesterday, um, we had to take Laura to urgent care at Hastings, and I knew I was going to be there for a while. So I just grabbed the book that was on top of my... I have a pile of books that I keep in the house, and, and usually if I'm going to go somewhere, I'm going to grab the book on top, whether that's soccer practice or wherever else I'm going, because I'm not going to have time to read. Now, if you would have told my seven-year-old self that I would enjoy reading, my seven-year-old self would assume you were lying, but I really do enjoy reading, and so I always have at least one or two books within like reachable distance from me, so I can, if I have time, I can sit down and, and read a good book, and I have to be honest, I'm not one for digital books. I like physically turning the pages. And, and if you've ever borrowed one of my books, you know that the other thing I love to do is I love to, to underline and highlight and leave notes for myself for maybe l- later on. And so I grabbed a book because I knew it was going to be a while because it was Hastings on Saturday morning, and, and I knew we would just be there for a while. And I grabbed this book on the top, and it was by Pope Francis, and it was called The Church of Mercy. And in this book, he had this section on the Holy Spirit. And I'm like, great, I'm preaching on the Holy Spirit. Let's see what, what, what Pope Francis has to say on the Holy Spirit. Well, 
after reading the two little sermonettes that he had in there, my sermon changed completely. I learned a little bit. And he starts by asking this question. Are you open to the action of the Holy Spirit? Are you open to the action of the Holy Spirit? Now, if you say yes, how's it going for you? Because it's easy to say yes, but, but do we do it all the time? Are we, are we open and available and, and, and present in God's presence when the Holy Spirit is leading us and guiding us? Or do we say no because we put up barriers? Or we're too afraid because maybe we feel where the Spirit is leading us is somewhere we don't want to go? Kind of biblical, isn't it? But it's really fun to watch the Holy Spirit work. Lives are touched and transformed when, when we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit and, and, and when we are attentive to it and we can see it happening and working in our lives. It's amazing to see what really can happen. But we have to let down those barriers. We have to let go of ourselves and, and allow God's Spirit to work on us and through us. And, and it doesn't matter where we are, whether, whether we've taken all the disciple Bible study courses or whether we know the Lord's Prayer frontwards, backwards, in all different languages and all different versions, whether we're open to the possibility of, of living out our lives and mission and fullness of the grace of God. But if we open ourselves up to the Holy Spirit, that consuming fire that our scripture reading shares with us today takes hold of us. And we receive that kingdom that can't be shaken. And we live that out when we receive that, and we live that out in gratitude. And I love the line from Hebrews today. With this gratitude, let's serve in the way that is pleasing to God with respect and awe. Nothing's more awesome than when you're living in that and and you're going on a, whether serving in a mission trip on one of our short terms uh, on Thursday nights at uh, Feed My Sheep, or serving at the youth on Wednesday nights, or with the children starting up here in a couple weeks, or whatever it is we serve, it's amazing how the Holy Spirit enter in. And we smile like, wow, like, I never thought that could happen. Because you know, the Holy Spirit takes us to the impossible. When we open ourselves up, it moves us from what we know is the easy road type way to this impossible things can happen the holy spirit is a fun thing to watch it's an interesting thing to watch especially when it's not working on somebody else because it's fun to watch them get it and receive that consuming fire Nadia Bol nadia bowles weber in her pentecost sermon she, sir, uh, she gave at the Festival of Homiletics. She, she, she said this line, A few years ago, a local Lutheran church gifted the house of all sinners and saints a full set of used pyramids. My church is like every other church's little sister, so we get a lot of hand-me-downs. As a group of us went through these beautiful altar cloths, we came finally to a red set and found one with an image of a descending dove with completely crazy eyes and claws that look like talons. Yep, it was though the Holy Spirit was actually a raptor. Someone commented, man, we can't use this one. It makes the Holy Spirit look dangerous. 
And you know, if we allow that consuming fire in our lives that we hear in today's scripture reading and receive the kingdom that can't be shaken, that consuming fire can be a little bit dangerous. But have you ever looked at the full definition of dangerous? Part of that definition is that it's likely to cause problems. And when we listen to the Holy Spirit, sometimes it causes problems in our lives because it takes what we know is normal and what we think is easy and it disrupts it into a place that we never thought we'd ever be. Like I shared with you, my seven-year-old self would be displeased at myself that I love to read. But it's amazing to see what the Holy Spirit does to us. It inspires us. If we allow this consuming fire in our lives, that consuming fire can bring newness. And Pope Francis in his book, he said, the newness that God brings into our life is something that actually brings fulfillment. That gives true joy, true serenity, because God loves us and desires only our good. Are we open to the newness that God has in store for us? Or are we okay with letting our fires burn out. See, it's biblical. It's biblical because we have the story of the fire. We, we, we see in Exodus 3 the, the burning bush that's being consumed but not being burnt. And, and Moses walks up to this bush because, I mean, let's be honest, if you're out in the middle of the desert and you see a bush on fire, you're going to walk out to it. And he walks out to this bush and it, and it gives him a charge that, let's, let's be honest, that charge to go to Pharaoh and to go toe-to-toe with Pharaoh to free the oppressed is not one easy that anybody would normally take. Could you imagine that, though? Walking in the desert, there's a fire that's not really burning and, and God speaks and gives you a call. I'm sure the first thing you would do would be wondering, how much water have you had? Are you running on delirium? You wouldn't even think that it might be the Holy Spirit because that's where we go. It's, it's, it's in us to do that. But if we fight that urge and, and are willing to listen and to serve, did you notice that in every step of the way, Moses was equipped and taken care of? And that his mission was fulfilled because he remained faithful to God. All because of a burning bush. And we jump a little bit further ahead to Deuteronomy 4 and we see the, the mountain blazing with fire and God spoke through the fire and, and equipping the people with those Ten Commandments. If they wouldn't have paid attention and said, hey, look, that mountain's on fire. Isn't that kind of cool? And then just continued walking. We wouldn't have the Ten Commandments. There's a whole bunch of other things we wouldn't have. But far too often, we don't... Pay attention to how it's working at other people because that can even inspire us. It can make us stop and smell the roses and be open to the possibilities where God may be working in this world. And if we jump even further in the Bible, we can see that in the book of Acts, and we all know the story of Acts 2, when they're sitting around the circle, you know, in lost and in wonder what to do next because their, their master, their savior, their teacher had left them and was gone and had died, had been crucified, and they were just all in bewilderment, and they gathered in this room, and then all of a sudden, like a rushing wind, the Holy Spirit came, and like tongues, like fire, lit up the room. And we remember Pentecost. 
because the Holy Spirit also brings harmony. Francis reminds us that it's the Holy Spirit who creates harmony, brings together those that we would have never imagined. Just think, in, in the book of Acts, we, we've seen, we see the story of people gathering from all those places that when you read it, you can't pronounce it. And you struggle with it, but you know they're coming from somewhere else and they speak different languages. And they come together in one room, all different shades and all different uh, areas, but with one focus and one mission in mind, Jesus, but they don't know what to do next. And then the Holy Spirit inspires them. I love Acts 2.44. All the believers were united and shared everything. And then they went out and lived that mission because of that consuming fire, that rush of wind that came in in the upper room of Pentecost. Francis also reminds us the Spirit is the soul of mission. The Holy Spirit is the soul of mission. And I've seen that one really at work. Because let me tell you, when, when I first started doing youth ministry, I never thought I'd ever be on a roof. I never thought I'd ever learn how to, to, to put a new roof on. And please don't ask me to do it now. I can't do a straight line if my life depended on it. Your, your roof would look horrible. And it would stay up, I hope. But the Holy Spirit in mission, when we're out and serving in the, in the name of Jesus and, and we're living that lifestyle, it's amazing to see what God equips us with and how God takes care of us. And, the, and, and every step and every breath that we take, we will be okay. Even if we don't have the gifts and graces, even if we're broken and we're hurt, even if we're searching and longing for God, it's amazing to see what happens when we surrender and just have a heart of service and of gratitude. That unshakable kingdom comes. And there are numerous mission trip stories that I've been on and have seen and, and have witnessed the Holy Spirit at work. And, and it doesn't even have to be a mission trip. It can be as simple as a Thursday. Coming up and serving at Feed My Sheep, it's amazing to see how the Holy Spirit works. Sometimes we wish it would work a little more. And it's amazing to see that like on Wednesdays with the youth and children and the choir, how the Holy Spirit works and, and brings together community and, and to serve in a way where lives can be touched and changed. The Holy Spirit is the fuel of that. It's that urge, that, that, that gut feeling urge that we need to do something different or you want to do something. You, maybe you don't even feel like you're equipped to do it, but, but know this, that God will equip you and give you what you need. We have to live into that a little more. We can't look at what we don't have. We have to look at what we do have and try to do the best we can with what we have and then allow God to do God's work. I love this E. Stanley Jones quote. He says, If the Holy Spirit can take over the subconscious with our consent and cooperation, then we will have an almighty power working at the basis of our lives. Then we can do anything we ought to do, go anywhere we ought to go, and be anything we ought to be. Let the consuming fire in and see where that takes you. It's going to change things. It's going to break down those barriers. It's going gonna, it's gonna to change the way that you act and live. But if you're living by the Holy Spirit and opening yourself up to those opportunities, 
God will work on you and through you. I've seen it. I've read about it time and time again. When people allow that consuming fire in, it's amazing to see where the Holy Spirit leads people. And so I asked you in the beginning, are you open to the action of the Holy Spirit? I hope you are. I hope you take that next step. I hope you're willing to do whatever it is that, that, that you feel God leading you towards or, or those burning bush things. Because let me tell you, those burning bush things, if you say no the first time, they get bigger and they get more prevalent and they get more like, I kind of think of it like, you know, that little kid that's just like annoying you and just kind of twisting at you. And that's how the Holy Spirit works, at least the way I've experienced it. Because the time I run away from the Spirit, Man, it just twists a little bit more. Matt, you need to be doing this. Matt, you need to be going this direction. And you know what's really cool? When we surrender, and we say, all right, God, it's your will be done, not mine. And we allow the Holy Spirit to take action. And we listen, actively listen to where God is leading us amazing things happen. In those two little deals, Francis, he didn't say this, this is my words into his, but he said, prayer is what grounds us. We can't start this journey unless we pray for it. We can't take that next step unless we pray about it. And and in this, he had this really great prayer. And and I want you to pray this prayer with me to, to close our sermon today. And so let's pray this prayer together. Let's put that up on the screen. Let's pray this prayer together. Holy Spirit, make my heart open to the Word of God. Make my heart open to the goodness. Make my heart open to the beauty of God every day. Pray that prayer. If you want, I'll send it to you. Be open to the possibilities where God may be leading you. And that question, are you open to the action of the Holy Spirit? You can actively say yes and be open to that consuming fire. May God be with you in every step and every breath that you take. Amen. Thank you for listening to our sermon podcast, and we hope you connect with us at TahlequahUMC.org.